Ooh, welcome. My name is Nathan. Um, thank you, whoever that was. <laughs> that one person. There. Um, so yeah, I lead our uh, engagement team here at City Beautiful. Um, I've been on uh, leadership here for a couple of years. Uh, this is my home. I'm very, very blessed and so incredibly grateful to be standing before you right now and just delivering this message that God has given me. Um, did everyone receive one of these pieces of paper on the way in? Everyone got one? Does anyone need one? If you do, please raise your hand. You currently need a piece of paper. Raise your hand. Awesome. Good job, everyone. Good job, team. Um, yes, I do have an accent. I came from England, so let's get that out of the way at the end of the night. Where are you from? Where are you from? You have an accent? Um, so yeah, that, that, is, that is me. So cool. Let's uh, bow our heads. And uh, we're just going to get into this. God, we thank you for the importance of story. Father, we thank you that you are the hero in our story. In the story of history, you are the hero. You have been and will be. Now, Father, we thank you that you enable us to grasp things and to be a hero in our own story. So Father, in this moment, just take my words, take my hands, take my feet, take my heart. Do the things that you want to do, God. Just We're here with you to hear from you. And all we want is you right now. Nothing more, nothing less. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Good. So tonight we're talking about story. And what does that mean? What does that mean for just that word, sorry, what does that mean for you as an individual and what does that mean for us? Um, we're going to open with Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. And it says this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. That is Jesus Christ. That right there is Jesus Christ. That is, that is I take that back. That is a touch of Jesus Christ. That is a touch of the hero of all things. And that is a touch of all story that begins where it ends. So everything that we are, everything that we will be, everything that everyone in the history of existence and will be is from and goes back to Jesus. See, Jesus, when he came to this earth, he knew the power of story. We see that in the word. We see him speaking through parables. We see him speaking through stories. You know, we can ask ourselves in this moment, while the Son of God is walking the earth, right? He knows the secrets of heaven. He knows the Father's heart more than anyone else ever will. And he's a human form walking this earth, and yet he's not even really talking about himself most of the time. He's talking in these parables about these other people that did these other things. And see, Jesus knew this story is the window, window through which we see the bigger picture for our lives. How often do we 
tell people about Jesus and we're like, oh my goodness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you excited? Not really, because, you know, like we see that over and over and over in our own lives and other places. Because people, some people don't know the story of Jesus like we do, right? It's not personal. It's not a part of them. So how can we expect other people to walk into this thing that we've come to know and this story that has colonized things in our lives when it's just some words on a piece of paper? And Jesus understood that, and that's why he talked in parables. That's why he talked in story. He gave them a hero. And then we see in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 to 17, the disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? So here we are, Jesus is ministering, and they're like, why? Why are you talking in these stories? It's not necessary. We know what you really are and what you really have to say. And Jesus responds, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. So this supports that Jesus is in relation with these disciples. So therefore, he doesn't need to talk in these, in these stories, in these parables with them. He's fellowshipping. He's a part of their lives, and he's a part of theirs. Their stories are one. So Jesus understood that heaven and kingdom living reality was a moment that people needed to be invited into. And he did that through the way he taught. And when we look at the Bible, when we look at the word, when we look at the big picture, we see that it's compiled of stories, right? Think about a Bible, a literal Bible, not your digital or my digital Bible. But when we think about the actual word, how much of that is story compared to instruction and teaching? If anyone knows the actual statistic for that, please let me know. Trying to find it, couldn't find it. Can't do the math, sorry. Um, But yeah, so when I was looking at the word, I was like, I've never thought about how much of this thing that I give my life to when I I base as a guidebook for my life and my whole being is a story and accounts of other people. There is so much power in that reality when we think about it. And then we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all the holy writings are God-given and are made alive by him. Man is helped when he is taught God's word. It shows what is wrong. It changes the way of a man's life. It shows him how to be right with God. So here we see that all holy writings are God-given and made alive by him. So again, the, the Bible isn't just a jumble of things thrown together and God's like, here you go, it's the best I could do. No, God is like, this is my breath. This is my word. This is my being in these pages. And I chose to place story in these pages. Let's say again. God chose to place story in the Bible. So when we think about our, I'm getting ahead of myself, but when we think about our own lives and we think about our own stories, remember that God chose to place story, a lot, a lot of story in the wood. So we think about that wood and then we look at the characters, we look at these things that make story. And we find ourselves looking at a hero. I don't want you guys to know that you are a hero in your own life. Yes. And I hope we can move into a place of 
a different kind of mindset of this when I say that you are a hero in your own life. Yes, the Father is a hero of all things. And it's not like, here's God over here. I'm going to keep giving everything that I am to him. Yes, it is that. But then there's also this thing where God is like, here, here, here. We walk hand in hand and we are one with the Father. He is not this hero that is void and is unpersonable and is unreal and has no interest in our day-to-day life and the decisions that we make and the things that we walk into and the things that we choose to be and become. We are a hero and he is our hero. And we see this in Luke chapter 5 verses 4 to 11 when Jesus is talking to the disciples or soon-to-be disciples. It says this, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Push out into the deep water, let down your nets for some fish. Simon said to him, Teacher, we have worked all night and we have caught nothing. But because you told me, I will let the net down. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that nets started to break. They called to their friends working in the other boat to come and help them. They came and both boats were so full of fish they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he got down at the feet of Jesus and said, Go away from me, Lord, because I am a sinful man. He and those by him were surprised and wondered about the many fish. James and John and the son of Zebedee were surprised also. They were working together with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for men. When they came to the land with their boats, they left everything and followed Jesus. This this scripture blew my mind when I saw it in the context of being invited into a story. Here we see Jesus come into someone's life who has done something the same way, probably for many, many years. He's done a pretty good job. He has a boat. He has a business. He's catching some fish. He's providing for his family. Like, he's, he's, he's all right. But then Jesus is like, here you go. There's a whole ton of blessings. There's a whole different way of doing life. Here is the Holy Spirit. Here is me. And we see the story completely flip upside down. We see Jesus enter a person's life. And what is said? Go away from me. I'm a sinful man. I mean, I can, re- I can relate to that, right? How many blessings have I given back to God because I thought I was a sinful man and I'm not worthy? How much of Christ have I given back and pushed away because... I'm a sinful man, I'm not worthy. But, this is what I cling to. Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will fish for men. From now on, your story is my story. Jesus is saying, I'm out here in this land for a purpose and a reason. And you are now a part of it. And they said yes to that even though they tried to run away from that. So Jesus sees your story. The hero's story is important. I really want to just let that resound in you guys. I want to, I want to let you know that you, your story is important. I want to know your story. And when we um, came in today, in the, uh, the pace the piece of paper, you know, there's three moments. You can write down notes here. But at the end, it says, this week I will listen to slash share with. 
And just be in the Holy Spirit. Be in the moment as I'm speaking. If there's someone that comes to your mind that you feel called to listen to, to sit to, write that name down. And as we're thinking about this other person's story, know that I is important. And know that your story is worth listening to. We're going to take a moment. I just want us to think back into our lives. And I want us to embrace our own story for a moment. So often we're caught in the the going and the day-to-day. And we're here and we're there. And this happens and that happens. And I have this path. I have this purpose. Okay, awesome. Five years later, awesome. Life is good. Or whatever happens. But... How often do we look back and embrace where God has brought us from and the things that have happened in our own life and the things that have colonized in our hearts? So we're going to put this uh, phrase on the board. Um, Decisions are made in a moment and stories are crafted over a lifetime. And just think on that statement as you think back about your life and whatever comes to mind, guys really serious about this. Whatever comes to mind, don't shy away from it. If that's a bundle of joy, if that's some really ugly things, like Christ is with you in this moment, and don't shy away from your story when you take a moment and reflect on it and embrace it. Because we have to do that before we move forward. So some music's going to play, lights are going to dim. Let's just close our eyes and just be with God in this moment. Yes, God, we thank you for every thought in this place right now, God. Every heart movement in this place. God, we just embrace it. We all collectively and individually in this moment embrace our story. Father, there's things in all of our stories that we want to cover up or shy away from. I'll just say no, not today. And there's things in our story that are so filled with love, so filled with joy, so filled with hope. May these things be moments. May these things be pillars that we put up or we tear down we just embrace our story right now God Amen nothing Jesus did was tempering so why do we live our lives in such a temporary way why do we live our lives our story as if it's so incredibly temporary. We hear all the time, right? I'm here for a moment, and I'm gone. Which is true, right? One day, we won't be on this earth. Uh, You know, X amount of years of life is relatively a short amount of time. I'm not negating that. I'm not taking away from that. But stories can colonize your life what you have done, what you will do, what you have said, what you will say, 
who you are, who you will become, can create things that last. When I was thinking about this message series and I was, I was asked to, to talk, and stories of colonizers was one of the phrases that really stood out to me. And thinking about that, I thought about my own story. And one incredibly huge pillar that is in my heart is the story of my father. And so I was born in England. Um, my dad was a pastor first zero to 20 years of my life, pretty much. Um, we had this uh, big Victorian house built in 1886 um, that we lived in, and top level was a drug and rehab. Um, guys, like a halfway house, if you will. And uh, he had a, a church that he ran. And every morning, I think it was about three years consistently, it was like 11 to 13, um, he would wake up, no, he would start at 5 a.m. praying with a group of guys. It was like 6 to 12 guys normally. And every single day, he would pray. And the funny thing is, like, I'm three, three stories up, right? Sound asleep in my bed. Honestly, at the time, a little bit of me couldn't care less. I was a punk teenager. But, you know, I did try to go a few times because I was so inspired by my dad, I fell asleep. I tried. Um, but the point is, that moment, that thing that he chose to do every single day for his hero and his life brought me to this moment, right here, right now. Like we hear all the time, right? And um, whatever, it's just a fact that we hear that pastor's kids are so messed up and pastor's kids go off the rails. And Oh, another pastor's kid? There you go. Oh, Ryan, yeah, that's true. Me and Ryan were so messed up, we're off the rails, you know, going out, vandalizing, football hooligans, <laughs> all that stuff. But that wasn't my life because of my father's life. I'm going to say that again. That wasn't my life because of my father's life. I believe that a lot of, you know, people fall away because of lack of genuine Christ, lack of genuine story displayed in their life, lack of genuine hero being real. Again, Christ the hero being made real through our story. So yeah, and with that, with this moment that my dad did to colonize something in my life, it brings me to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your family, and your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you, and I'll make you a great nation. I will bring good to you. I will make your name great, so you will be honored. So in order to Embrace our own story and must walk into it. That's why I asked you guys to just take a moment to think about it. Really walk into it. I don't want us to walk around like some half-hearted, numb people. Like life is too short for that. God did not desire us to live like that. And that's tough. Getting through some things is tough. Believe me. Um... Again, if you guys want to know my full story, please ask me. I'd love to share with you. But we came to this country. My dad um, 
brought us to this country, you know, heard the voice of the Lord to start a church. And you, re, you fast forward four years later, church is no longer in existence and my parents are filing for bankruptcy. You know? And that's tough. That's rough stuff. You know, and I had to do so much walking into my own story in that. Could have been like, well, forget you, God. We did this thing for you, which we did, I don't have in quotation marks, but we did this thing in the name of the Lord, right? So therefore, God should have my back. Therefore, everything should be great and peachy and fine. Didn't pan out like that. But, again, here I am, giving this to you guys as a part of my story. If I had chose to walk away from that, if I had chose to shy from that, 100% I wouldn't be stood in this place on this stage right now. And I am no better than anyone here because I'm on the stage or blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that. Just saying this is relevant and real to all of our life and all of our story. For the people you love, for the people you care about, for the people you're with. And so after we've been through all that, after we've recognized the story is God-given and God-inspired, so our life is God-given and life-inspired. Once we recognize that our life is truly our own, given to us as a gift from God for God to do something amazing with, for his name and for his glory and to enjoy and to love, then we arrive at a place that we come to the power of the hero's arrival. Cole, um said this a while back, which uh, really stuck with me. Um, you know, our lives are not a buffet. Our lives are a potluck. So let me break that down a little bit. I was actually at a buffet today. It's an Indian buffet. <laughs> I thought it was. Which actually, I, it didn't hit me until I started preaching tonight, how funny that is. But I was at a buffet with my dad, and we showed up. And I love Indian food, so I was piling it on, piling it on, piling it on. Walked away, piling on, piling on, piling on, walked away, walked out. That was it. You know? It was great. It was awesome. But how many buffets, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, how many buffet-type situations have we been in where we've walked away taking something and not looked back? How many of those, how many of those do we remember, really? But let me ask you, how many Thanksgivings, how many Christmas, how many birthdays do you remember? where you've brought something to that moment, where you've individually taken action and contributed something in that moment. And then we look around once we contribute in this moment and we see that other people have contributed too. We see that this person has contributed too. And then see, we see this beautiful story unfolding before us and all of a sudden we've arrived at a place that God has called us to all of our lives. We're all given moments where we can choose or not choose the grander story. Together as a community, we have opportunities to change lives. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying that because it sounds good. I 100% believe that. That this church is given opportunities day in, day out to change lives. And that happens through all of us choosing that through all of us stepping into something bigger than ourselves and bigger than our own, just like the disciples did. No matter how we feel about it, no matter how 
sinful, no matter how gross, no matter how unqualified, small we may feel about it. These moments we're given that we can step into. And there was a moment this week, or Sunday to be specific, at the Pulse nightclub. The 49 people were killed, shot. And that moment is a story that was meant for so much evil. That was meant for such twisted things. But this week, I've seen a story that I've never seen in my entire life. I've seen a story that I will never forget. I've seen a story that I don't think this world will take a hopefully never forget this country. And that's what happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even right now. That's what happened in our city because so many people chose to embrace what was happening and not become dormant and not shy away from it and recognize that they had a moment to be a hero for someone else. I work at, um, as a personal trainer in a gym, so there's TVs like everywhere, all day, every day. Um, Got to pay the bills, so I was at work this week. And it was just this constant imagery just going all day, every day. And I live six minutes walk from Pulse. I drive up Orange to get to work. For days where a helicopter is literally over my house just circling. And there's this reminder of this story. But then every moment I, I looked around, Every moment I kind of got out of this, what is life? And I opened myself up to a moment with God. I saw so much life. I saw so much joy. I saw so many heroes. You know, thank you for anyone that did something this week. You know, even if you just prayed, thank you. You know, there's people that gave blood for hours and hours and hours. You know, I was, even if it's a stadium filled with 50,000 people, or two people looking across at each other from a room and saying, I know you're hurting, I know you're hurting too, and choosing to step into that together. These are the moments that make our city great. These are the moments that have made our city an example of what love is to the nation. And I want us to focus on those stories for a second. I don't really want this to become a, another vigil or that thing, but I want us to take joy in where our city has been this week and where our city has become. And whatever comes to mind, again, embrace that. Be in that moment. Don't shy away from it. Just think about this whole week and everything we've seen and been through together as a city and as a family. Let's bow our heads.
God, we just thank you for... We just thank you for you. Because of all the things we've seen this week, Thank you that your love has been demonstrated in our city. We thank you for the heroes. These people that have chosen to give in our city. God, you win. You win today and forever. No. I was um recently in Canada. Oh, sorry, well, sorry. I, I was recently in Canada and uh, I was in a museum about civilization. We saw this exhibit that was rev- revolutions, just like videos after videos of moments in history where people have risen up. <laughs> and decided to shift the story, and decided to say, that won't be my story. That won't be my city's story. That won't be my family's story. And one thing that was said um, during about the Nelson Mandela um, segment and what happened there, is that people are the driving force behind change. And when people choose into story, we see movement. We see a people coming together, living in a kingdom reality. If you want to know how to bring heaven, how to bring kingdom to this place, simply embrace it. Because it's literally all around. It's literally every way you look. In every moment, in every instant, there is heaven and there is kingdom and there is Jesus. Because like I said, it all begins and ends with his story. Your story, our story, the story of mankind begins and ends with his story. So what stories are you a part of? Let's say that again. What stories are you a part of? Think about that. We're all a part of something, somewhere with someone, whether we like it or not. And the more we embrace that, the more we walk into that, the more change happens. I want us to stand up together. We're going to declare some things. We're going to read Jeremiah 29, 11. We're going to read it three different ways. We're going to read it, God speaking over us, the story, his grand story, his grand plan. We're going to read it from our, for over ourself. For I know the plans and thoughts you have for me, God. And then we're going to read it for our city and for our church and for our loved ones. So let's read this together. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Let's read that again. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Now, 
Read this over your own life. For I know the plans and thoughts that you have for me, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give me a future and a hope. Let's read this together as a family. For I know the plans and thoughts that you have for us, says our Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give us a future and a hope. That's our reality, guys. That's our identity. Every time we think of story, every time we come to that place of doing something, of writing something down, it's plans of well-being, it's plans of hope, it's plans of future. It's plans of all of us together being in His will and His kingdom and His word. We're going to sing these hymns again. I just want to sing together. And I think about these hymns and I think about these words. And I think about all the things that have been written and said and done. And it's been these stories and these moments that someone somewhere decided to step into it. So as we sing, just keep that in your heart.